This is episode 076, What is EFT, Shadow Work, and Inner Child Healing? Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic, and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner attunement, and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours, and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul, and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honor our healing, and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Hello and welcome to this week's episode on Woman Awake. As I record this, it is literally pouring with rain and it has been pouring with rain all of yesterday, all night. <laughs> and I'm thinking about my new worm compost farm down in the garden that we planted this week. And I'm hoping my new little baby worms are actually okay because it's literally like the streets are flooding. It's pretty epic and incredible. It's also the autumn equinox here in the Southern Hemisphere. And if you're listening on the other side of the world, you're in your spring equinox. So you're starting to move slowly towards those longer, hot summer days as we start to descend into winter. But this is the point of balance. This is that point where... We are at the exact zero point in terms of where the sun is sitting and how it's um, angled towards the earth. So it's a really powerful time for reflection. These passage points, these transition points in our seasons guided by the sun are really powerful for us as human beings to take a moment to pause and to reflect. And for me this morning, there has been... A lot of space, gratefully. My children have headed off to see their grandparents with their dad. And I've got lots of beautiful, delicious, incredible work to dive into today. But before I did any of that, I decided to sit down and honour the feelings that I could feel stirring up within me. What that led to was a really powerful, beautiful and much needed experience of release through journaling, through tapping... Uh, some somatic practices, all sat here at this very table that I'm at to the sound of the rain. And I did actually record this, and uh, I'll probably share it. It's quite um, raw. There's a lot of crying in it, and it's a really beautiful demonstration of what it looks like to do shadow work and inner child healing work, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more in a minute, but it actually relates to the first part of this podcast episode, which is what is EFT? And the reason why it relates is because I use EFT almost daily and I used EFT in this practice just now to facilitate my own healing and my own experience just now. And then I popped up onto my Instagram and saw that I had a question from a lovely follower asking to explain what tapping actually is. So I thought, all right, let's do this. I've noticed a lot of new followers on my Instagram account and my socials. So I realized that when I talk about tapping and EFT, 
that there are probably quite a few of you that don't actually know what I'm talking about. Or maybe you've been following along for a while and you do, but you haven't actually sunk into what the practice really is about. So that's what today is. I'm going to share with you what EFT actually is and explain it in a bit more detail. And then I'm going to talk about shadow work and inner child healing work and how this relates and how you can use EFT to support you with that. So EFT, it stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. And I see and believe and have been guided to understand this as a form of energetic medicine. And I'm going to explain why. So it is a mind, body, and I'm going to add soul tool that uses powerful meridian points within our body like acupuncture, but without the needles. And we actually tap on these points. So perhaps you've seen me do it, perhaps you've seen other people do it, perhaps you've even followed onto a guided video. video. What we actually do is tap and talk through our problem or our block or our belief or the feelings and emotions that we've got. We can also tap and talk about what we do want to feel or experience, what um, affirmations are there for us, perhaps something more positive that you're wanting to lean into. And we tap and talk while we're going through this process. I like to describe this to my clients as going fishing. So if you imagine that you're standing on the bank of a very muddy river or lake and you can't actually see, but you know that beneath the surface of the water is something in there that's causing a blockage. So you get your fishing rod and your fishing line and you hook it all up and you cast out that line into this muddy river or lake and you're going fishing and you're going to guide this line quite artfully and skillfully to hook into the block, to hook into the pattern, the belief, the feeling, the emotion, the memory that is preventing you from moving forward or up-leveling or causing you anxiety or distress or pain or discomfort. And then you're going to slowly reel out that line once you've hooked into that belief. Now, as you reel out that line and bring up that block or belief or that blockage, there might be some discomfort that you feel. You might feel the emotions intensify. You might feel the urge to cry and release. You might feel really sad or angry. You might experience uncontrollable laughter or yawning or sleepiness. And this is the process of release. This is you bringing up and out what's stuck within you, what's causing a block energetically. This creates a really powerful energetic shift and release. It's very clearing and cleansing. Uh, it brings up a lot. At certain times, it also doesn't. Sometimes it can feel quite numb when something's really deep within us. And it, it can also just be a tool that you use for something really surface level. So something that... Uh, for example, just feeling really tired in the morning or wanting to have a piece of chocolate and really trying to teach yourself to not be addicted to something that you no longer need or that's good for you. So just to describe this in a little bit more detail for you, it's actually based on traditional Chinese medicine in that we tap on specific acupressure, acupuncture points. So as a bit of a guidance here, there are 12 major meridians in our system. I'm not an expert at all in Chinese medicine. I love certain elements of it, 
but I just want to make sure that's very clear that you understand that I'm not an expert in Chinese medicine. However, EFT specifically uses nine or ten of those major meridians depending on which sequence you use, which I'll talk to you about in a second. So we tap on these meridian points. While we're doing so, we're bringing to mind and verbalising in a very specific manner the physical symptoms, the negative memories, the emotions, whatever is causing you stress. could be in your body, it could be in your mental state, it could be in uh, your emotional state. And we are helping to release all of that from your body's energetic system and return to emotional and physical health. So when we are in good health, energy flows freely through these meridians in your body. Whether you're prescribing to the traditional Chinese medicine point of view or a yogic point of view, we all have come to an understand, uh, understanding that we, we have energy running through our system, around our system, we are energetic beings. And certain experiences in our life, certain um, issues or stresses can create blockages in the flow of that energy. So this has been recognized for thousands of years and you can see it in techniques like Tai Chi, Shiatsu, Qigong, yoga practices, mantras, vibrational medicine, um, working with mudras, energetic healing like Reiki. And they're all designed to keep the energy flowing and to shift and release shadow points, blockages, limiting beliefs, pain points, trauma, uh, junk that's living in your pain body, and so on. Trauma, stress, all of it, in all of its forms, this all creates blocks in our energetic system. So if the energy is not moving properly, it does not reach and sustain your vital organs, disease is usually imminent at some point in our life, and of course then that feeds out into our mental and emotional state as well. Our vibrational state, our ability to create the life that we want to manifest, to experience joy and love and to attract the happiness that we deserve to live in alignment. So I like to use the analogy of Western psychology. So this is the talk therapy component where you're actually talking through your problems and expressing it and using your cognitive mind and your understanding to actually bring it all to light. That awareness piece is so powerful. Yes, your conscious mind's only 5% of the whole picture, However, it's still really powerful to talk. I have so many clients who just often say, before we've even hit the EFT stage, that simply talking out loud about what's going on for them is a huge release and a huge relief because they've held it in for so long. So that Western psychology component is really important. However, as I mentioned, it's only 5% of the whole picture. So the other 95% is your subconscious mind, your energetic body, your physical body, your feeling state, your emotional state. So the Eastern philosophy side, which is the acupuncture points, the meridian lines, the Chinese medicine side, that is where we get to work with the energy. So that is the combination of what I say, Western psychology meets Eastern philosophy, which is something I think I learned way back in 2013 when I first became a practitioner. And I love that analogy and it stayed with me for Oh my God, eight years now. So I hope that gives you an understanding to begin with. So in terms of the points that we tap on, like I said, this can change slightly depending on the practitioner, but I use the full set here that I'm going to describe, and that is tapping on the side of the hand, which is the karate chop point, where we set up at the beginning of a session what exactly it is that we're working on. So this really supports us to hook in 
to what we're working on to really tap into the memory or the emotion or the belief because sometimes there can be a bit of um, reversal here, meaning we kind of uh, pull ourselves away from our actual problem or we block it or our ego gets in the way and we kind of numb out from it. So that just really helps us to connect in. Then we move to the top of the head, the crown of the head. Then we tap on the inside of the eyebrow, so where your eyebrow begins. Then we tap on the side of the eye, so usually where your eyebrow ends. We tap under the eye, so that kind of bony slash fleshy bit right under your eye. We tap under the nose, so that little groove between your nose and your top lip. We tap under the lip, so at the chin, so that little groove there. The collarbones. And then we tap under the arm. We also tap at the rib cage. And there's also a, po a point that we call the sore spot, which is usually the thymus. And that's a little bit lower from the collarbones. And it's a really powerful releasing point as well. There's also a series called the Nine Gamut, which uses our fingers and a bit of a process with our eyes, which I won't share with you. And that usually happens when you're working one-on-one -on -one with a practitioner and if there's a really big block here and they're unable to navigate into what uh, we're trying to release. Because like I said, sometimes people sit in front of me and I can see that they're actually blocking the process of release. So practitioners will have a way and different techniques within EFT to actually navigate around the story or the belief or the blockage using certain tapping points but also using different techniques in how we approach the actual story or problem. But for you as an individual tapping on yourself, those main points that I described, karate chop point, top of the head, eyebrow, side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose, chin, collarbone, under the arm, rib cage, they're all a perfect set for you to use. So as a practitioner, my job is to really support you in getting clear about what it is that you want to release and there's more than one thing but in a one-on-one -on -one session with somebody we'll spend some time in a more coaching capacity just nutting out what's really there how strong it feels where it lives in your physical body how it makes you feel and any stories um, past memories events that might be related to it so I really just want to highlight here uh, that it's important that you seek out a practitioner if you're working one-on-one -on -one with somebody who is trauma aware so I've done uh, quite a bit of trauma-aware studies, trauma awareness specifically in relation to EFT and also somatic-based trauma-aware practices and guidance. And since doing all this work, it actually does blow my mind a little bit that as a yoga teacher, I was never taught how to be trauma-aware. Um, as a health coach, that was not included in my certification back then in 2010 and I'm really grateful that my path has led me down this way so if you're listening and you are a practitioner or you're studying to become a coach or a practitioner um, I, I say this with so much love but it's not okay to skip trauma awareness work it's just not okay because when somebody is sitting in front of you and they're triggered and something from a past memory, story, experience from their childhood or even a past life comes forward and you don't know how to handle that, you, you, you'll do a disservice to that client but it also can traumatise you and trigger yourself here. And what I really need to say is 
Many people who aren't trauma aware will see a client having a massive release and a massive cathartic reaction and think it's a really great thing. And often it is. But if you're not aware of how to manage what could possibly be a trauma coming up, you can be going too hard, too fast, too soon with the trauma healing, which is interesting because trauma generally comes on. What, what we describe trauma to be is something that happened too hard, too fast, too much, too soon. So you can often re-trigger somebody's traumatic experiences. So I'm just saying that as a side note. It's really important for me as a practitioner when I'm working with somebody to be aware of somebody's past trauma if they know it, but also they might not know it and to be able to identify when somebody begins to numb out, dissociate, have a release that's possibly uh, too, too big, too soon, too fast, too hard and how to actually reorientate that person, bring them back into a safe container, back into safety in their body and how to support that healing. So with really big stuff... You know, for example, I might be working with somebody on something simple like um, how to manifest love in their life. And a, I said something simple. Obviously, it's not simple. It's a big thing. But, you know, it's, it, it doesn't seem like a triggering experience. But then all of a sudden, we're being teleported and transported back to an experience from childhood. I won't run away from that experience or that event. But depending on the time that we have, depending on the state of the client, depending on the relationship that we have... I will be very careful to manage and work around what is coming up as possible trauma and not rush straight into it. So some of that stuff does need more than one session to work on, for example. When you're working on it for yourself, obviously you can um, tiptoe and teeter and oscillate between something a little bit more gentler and safer and moving deeper into a more traumatic experience if that's needed for yourself. So let's just take a step back here and give you a bit more detail in terms of what you can actually work on with EFT. So I'm going to say flat out pretty much anything and everything. You can bring to mind and release negative emotional issues, physical issues and pain, thought patterns, behavioral patterns. You can clear events, memories, traumas. You can change addictions. You can... Uh, switch up your perspective on relationships there's so much so what's important to highlight here is that EFT won't take away your natural responses to your life issues so you might still feel sad about losing a loved one but it will take away the unhealthy responses or the responses that are possibly holding you back or the reactions that are becoming very negative and detrimental to you or other people so for example if somebody did pass away in your life you're still going to grieve you're still going to experience grief but it will remove what could possibly be um, extreme pain depression anxiety unable to move forward unable to let go of that person you might uh, witness a really horrific accident which one of my clients did many 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 years ago and I'm not going to share in detail what that was because it was actually probably one of the most horrific things I've ever heard um, and I'm really grateful that she came straight to me and we had a session and we spent the full 60 minutes clearing this memory, this event that she had witnessed in detail and that was very horrific. However, by the end of the session, yes, she still felt sad for what she'd witnessed. She felt sad for the family who had experienced so much loss. She, she felt sad for the little boy that was involved in this. 
However, she no longer felt so traumatized and panicked and in a state of anxiety and terrified to leave the house and terrified for her children to leave the house. She could actually separate herself just enough to be able to realize that holding on to that was not serving her and we were able to release it from her energetic system so it was no longer a trauma that she was holding on to. So the body will hold on to trauma. The body keeps the score. Highly recommend a book by Bessel van der Kolk to understand that concept because so many clients will come to me and say, oh yeah, this happened to me when I was 10, but I don't think about it ever. Um, I don't really think it's an issue in my life. And I'm sitting there going, "Uh uh-huh, yep, cool. So let's just dig into this a little bit more. And then it becomes very obvious through their body that yes, they are still holding on to it. Their energetic field is holding on to this gray matter like a big block sitting in there causing inability for flow, inability for joy, unable to manifest the right relationship, whatever it is. The body is holding it because you need to continue on with your life. You can't walk around in a state of despair and destruction every time you experience a trauma. So your body, it's like siphons it away into its energetic field, into the subconscious, but it is still running the show in many, many, many ways. And sometimes it takes years before you realize that that trauma is still there. Sometimes it takes becoming a mother, like me. I didn't know I was carrying trauma from my early years as a baby and a child, but that all came up when Soleil was born and not sleeping and crying and crying and crying. It all came up. So when it comes up, then it's like, oh, wow, this is here. I didn't realize this is here. And now it's time to work on it. But you don't need to go hunting for it, right? You don't need to go hunting and sifting through your childhood and hanging out in there and um, enforcing yourself to experience pain unless it's becoming apparent to you that this is a problem or that there is something in your life that is a block. There is something in your life that's holding you back and you want to work on it. So I'm going to come and talk about that all a little bit more in a second. That relates to the shadow and inner child healing that I want to share with you. You can probably hear how passionate I am about this because I'm diving in really deep and I'm, I'm taking a few tangents here and there. It's all related, but I really, I really truly believe in the power of our energetic system and the medicine that's within us, the medicine that's available for our own healing Yes, I'm a practitioner. Yes, I'm a guide. Yes, I'm here to facilitate and support that. However, it's all in you. The healing is all in you. It's right there. You're simply tapping on your body, using your cognitive mind and your awareness and starting to shift and clear. And that just blows my mind. Blows my mind. So what what EFT is not, it's not a placebo. Often people hear, oh, it's just... I've convinced myself that this has happened. No, no. Once you actually have a proper experience with EFT, it's not a placebo. It works whether you believe in it or not. So we are aware that from a Western medical model perspective, it can feel and seem very far-fetching that we tap on meridian points while repeating phrases and this transforms your emotional and physical health. I can hear the sarcasm in people's voices sometimes when they're like, oh, okay. However, there is quite a lot of evidence to date that backs up what EFT is and how it works. It's been pulled into many um, therapies. Many therapists work with EFT. Many therapists are bringing in these more somatic-based practices for healing. Uh, EMDR, for example, EFT, all sorts of different somatic containment practices because it works, because we're accessing the 95% of our, our brain, our subconscious, our body, our energetic system not just the 5% that 
gets us to write a list every day of our things to do and remember to hang up the washing. No, we're going deeper than that. So how we do EFT is something I invite you to explore through my online e-course, The Alchemy of Emotional Freedom. This was originally designed for mamas. However, it is quite a universal program. What I share in there can be related to anybody at any stage of their life. And that program is a really great beginner's place for learning how to tap, having guided videos and scripts and online um, pre-recorded masterclasses that actually take you through so much of what I've just shared, but also take you through the nitty gritty and how to actually do it. So I invite you to start there. You can hit Google, you can look up EFT videos, Brad Yates is a great one on YouTube and just start. Just start with something really easy like raising your vibration or clearing anxiety or shifting the emotional funk that you're in or releasing the sadness that you're experiencing today. You can do it in the morning, the middle of the day, while you're cooking dinner for the kids. It's a, it's a tool that you can tap into literally at any point of the day. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of little stories here because I think stories really help in um, bringing it to life. As a little side note, when somebody works with me personally, I incorporate different tools. So f for example, in my 90-minute heal session, EFT is a huge component of that, but we begin with coaching and mentoring. We then move into breath work, just to really open up your body, open up the channels, tap into our energetic system, and then we move into EFT. When we finish a, sen a session, I've never seen anybody else do this in their EFT practices. I'm sure somebody has, but this is just something that I personally have started doing many years ago, and that is to work with the white light. So I bring in the light, um, supporting a cleansing through our chakras and grounding back down to the earth. When you're working on yourself, it doesn't need to be this intricate. It doesn't need to be a 90-minute session. It can be a five-minute tapping session. Truly, it can. And you can have some really powerful shifts when you do that. So a couple little stories for you here that I think are really awesome and helpful. On the retreat recently that I um, attended with Lorraine Murphy, so I was hosting the Miracle Mornings there, I guided the beautiful group of 14 women on a EFT masterclass and I decided to do a, a collective group tapping session. So when you tap in a group, it's really powerful because even if there's one person that's being focused on and their concerns and issues, we get something called borrowed benefits. So even simply tapping and talking through what might be their problem, we're also experiencing such a beautiful release. Every single time I work with a client and I tap along with them, I'm experiencing some cleansing and releasing on some level. So at this particular masterclass on this retreat, one of the beautiful women uh, was quite emotional and she was feeling really sad and a memory had come up that she wasn't even aware that, you know, was on her mind. And so we sat down and we began, we began to tap. And there was a point as we were tapping where she started to look a little bit dissociated. And I stopped and I checked in with her and said, where are you right now? Are you here with me in the room? Are you in your body? Just checking if a trauma had been triggered. And she actually just was shaking her head and just said, no, no, I'm here, I'm here. And I said, are you actually in shock? And she said, I just, I, I'm not sad at all. Like, I cannot believe how quickly that that has left me. I don't feel any of that anymore. In fact, I feel this new perspective and this new approach and this new way through. 
And everybody was laughing because it was incredible to witness her shift from what was really palpable, strong emotion to coming out the other side and actually being able to see very clearly another way through what was just moments before a huge problem. So I see this all the time. I often hear and see through my clients, oh, wow, Claire, I actually don't feel like that at all. I completely 100% back myself. I have zero self-doubt anymore. In fact, that story that I told you a moment ago feels like somebody else's story. There feels like space between me and that now. And that's usually when I'm fist pumping in the air because it's like, okay, great. That means we've released it and we've got some space between it. Yes, you can still recall how you felt. And yes, you still understand that this was a problem. But it's no longer a problem for you. You now see a new pathway through. You now have a solution. You now feel lighter. You feel more compelled to shift and change this for yourself. Or you feel compelled to take action. That is usually such an epic moment. What am I talking about? Usually, it always is. Another story for you. Uh, I think I've mentioned this many times before, but one of the big highlights for me in the early years of working with tapping, it was 2015. I was 42 weeks, weeks pregnant. So at this point, I think I'd been tapping for two years. I'd done my practitioner training and I was tapping for two years. And I was 42 weeks pregnant and being threatened with induction. And it wasn't so much that I was... Um, no, actually, I was. At the time, I was really against induction because I had actually been a very loose birth partner for my sister when I was 26 years old, and she was induced, and it was actually quite a rough ride. It wasn't a beautiful first experience for her as a mother or for me witnessing birth. It was quite brutal, so I had obviously created a story in my mind about what induction was, what it looked like, what could happen, and therefore, the possibility of me being induced, which was very likely and ended up actually happening to some degree, not the full induction, it was really triggering. So I remember sitting down in my office and journaling all the way through what I was feeling and sitting down and tapping. And it was instant. The crying, the releasing, the feelings were right there in my body ready to come out. I was ugly crying. It's not everywhere, all of it, all of it. I did a huge release process that probably went for about 40 minutes until I felt completely spent and no longer connected to most of the story around induction. That afternoon, my waters broke. And I remember watching this gush, gush of waters down my leg and smiling to myself and thinking, aha, I've opened it up. And not physically just opened my body, but I've opened up the channels I've released. Um, another beautiful story. I'd like to actually read you a testimonial that I just got from a beautiful client. And I couldn't even write back to this straight away when I first read it because it just, I was literally choked up. So her name is Lara and she's given me permission to share this. She has said, I've tried a lot of healing modalities in my life and I've really worked on myself over the last eight years or so. But I wasn't expecting the experience I had with Claire. I think it was a combination of being really, really ready on my behalf to, tran to transition through old wounds and patterns that were literally dragging me down and keeping me stuck. Claire's amazing guidance and her phenomenal ability to unwaveringly hold space while she moved me through the process 
gently pivoting when necessary and intuitively steering me in and out of areas of deep emotional discomfort. The EFT process was next level amazing and incredibly effective. I came to Claire after a girlfriend told me to listen to her podcast. When Claire talked about manifesting her move, I cried whilst listening to her podcast as I felt like I was walking down a path so similar to her own. I was in desperate need of healing around a move I'd been trying to manifest for over five years. A month after seeing Claire and having the most significant emotional release around some very old wounds, we bought our new home in the exact area and suburb I have been trying to attract into my life for the last five years. I highly recommend Claire, and you can tell she loves and absolutely embodies her passion for showing up for other women as a healer. Women like her are, in my opinion, rare, gifted, and most importantly, genuine in her desire to support your healing. Very grateful. Oh, That just blows my mind. Those words are epic. Her description of the tapping session, what she's manifested, mind-blowing. And as a little side note, I noticed some resistance in me as I was reading that, especially as Lara was talking more about me and her recommendation of me. I noticed myself kind of go, oh, I better rush through this and just get to the other side because that's not what they're here to listen to. But I just wanted to share that with you as an example of me noticing what moves through me, noticing my own block, my own trigger, and actually breathing into it and staying where I was, reading those words, honouring what was there for me, honouring those words as a true reflection, a true reflection, and honouring her for sharing those words. So that's just a little side note. So I have so many stories that I could share with you about EFT and what it's done for myself and so many other people. It's just an incredible tool. Energy medicine in its entirety is just incredible. Breathwork, Reiki, energetic healing, prana healing, theta healing, EFT, hypnotherapy, EMDR. I'm just going through so many things I can remember. Kinesiology, all of it. I just think when we work with the body... We harness the power of the mind. We open up our soul to healing. It's just a beautiful, powerful experience. So I hope that that gives you a bit of an understanding. I just laughed to myself when I say a bit. I think I was pretty thorough there. I hope I haven't missed anything for you. In terms of the how, again, I invite you to check out my website. You can go to the shop section and click on the Alchemy of Emotional Freedom. And you can join that self-paced course at any time you like. If you're listening to this and you already have the course and you haven't dug into it, I hope this inspires you to go back and open your emails and watch those videos and get going with it. Of course, you can also reach out to me for a heal session. My heal sessions are 90 minutes and, of course, we use EFT, breathwork, meditation, white light healing and coaching in those sessions. So how does all of this relate to inner child healing and shadow work? It's probably really obvious at this point, but as I mentioned at the very beginning of the call, today I did my own inner child healing and shadow work session, and that session began with journaling. No, I lie. It began with some heart-opening breath work, then moved into some journaling, and the emotions were very, very close to the surface, and so I began to feel and release that emotion. There was a lot of crying there, and then I started to tap, 
right there in the moment, just tapping on whatever words I'd already written down in my journal that were feeling really prominent and potent and true for me. And then as that started to shift, I would return to a bit of journaling or some somatic work, rubbing and touching my heart, taking deep breaths, supporting the release and incorporating more tapping, more breath work as I moved deeper and deeper into this journaling session. So I'm actually going to share that video on my Instagram. It may seem a little narcissistic. You know, why are you recording yourself in the middle of a shadow work session? And that is because I, I want to firstly thank my teacher, Belinda Davidson, who first introduced me to shadow work many years ago. And I want to keep sharing the beauty and the power of looking at your own shadows, looking at the healing that your inner child is asking for, and showing up for yourself. I can't push this anymore because honestly you have to just choose the moment when it's right for you. But showing up for ourselves, God, the ripple effect of that is just so massive. The healing is so massive. Through this journaling session, I was able to identify wounding that I could feel from my childhood and how that related to my father and how that related to my mother and how that was coming forward in my relationship with my husband. And taking ownership for what's unfolding from my own wounding is a really powerful practice because now I feel like, okay, I can see what this is. I can feel this. I'm ready to release it. And I'm going to continue tapping through this stage by stage just to continue working on this so that I can shift and change what's unfolding in my my relationship and actually keep improving it. And just to be clear, my relationship is not in a bad place, but I'm not willing to let it get to a bad place because I actually have the power every day to create a massive shift by working with my shadows, by tending to my inner child. That's my job. That's my responsibility and my duty for my husband, for myself, for my children, for my greater community. What's that saying? Um... Whatever is localized becomes universal. So whatever you work on locally for yourself becomes a universal output, a universal shift, a collective change. And I really see that as um, a gift for myself and for others. (sighs) I'm going to take a deep breath. So I invite you to reach out, ask any questions that you would like to via Instagram, of course. Uh, Email me back, claire at clarabade.com. Um, anywhere really (laughs) I'm trying to think of all the channels it was such a pleasure to share this with you I'm so excited by the power of energy medicine and what it can do for each of us and what this means for this new world that we're entering into you know my children tap with me sometimes or breathe with me like this is just epic can you imagine having known those tools in some capacity as a child it's just brilliant If you want to reach out and connect with me to work with me, of course, you can do that, claire at clarabade.com, and we can find a time and date that suits us both. And that would be such an honor, because if you're showing up for yourself, that I'm fully 100% backing you, and I will show up for you as wholly and fully as I possibly can. It's just such a privilege to be part of that experience for other people. I've got so many ideas of how to bring some more in-real-life experiences Um, into your world that includes so much of this energetic medicine so watch this space more is coming hint maybe a retreat maybe a 
feminine-based yoga series. There's so much. But anyway, I'll leave that. It's pouring with rain. I'm heading off now to get ready for a virtual retreat that I am part of today. And I wish you the most beautiful weekend ever. Thank you so much for tuning into Woman Awake. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on and to ensure that Woman Awake lands in the hearts and the ears of those who need it most. If you can think of somebody who would gain value from this podcast, please consider sharing it and doing them a favor. You can find me at claireobade.com or over on Instagram under claireobade underscore. Thank you for being part of this soul-led journey through motherhood and womanhood.